and standing firm upon the earth, fulfill the purpose of your birth. Andrew, welcome to Mana Cafe. Thank you, Bobsy. Andrew, you're chairman of the Kaduri Farm, Botanical Gardens, and a great poet. Thank you. And um, a visionary and a cultural creative in our community here in Hong Kong. You're one of the people I admire the most in our community. Thank you. And I think you're a powerful catalyst for change, inspiration, <coughs> and education through the myriad um, things you do in Hong Kong. I was faced with a very beautiful challenge in my mid-twenties when I came back to Hong Kong, having been staying in a meditation center in the US. And I had thought that uh, Hong Kong, which is my home, was a place that nonetheless only offered me a career in finance, banking, and so on. In fact, earlier I had uh, at my father's request gone for a, an interview with a bank it had been as if I was staring down a black hole so that's when I took off from Hong Kong and I ended up staying in a meditation center and discovering what I'm really here for what I'm we're really here on earth to be doing so when I came back to Hong Kong um, it was really in fact it was US immigration who had a problem with me staying in the US so I was back in Hong Kong just biding my time waiting to go back. My grandfather suggested that I go out and visit the Kaduri Farm, which uh, is an organization started by my family that I had known from my childhood, but not spent that much time in in, in, in the more recent years. I went out to the farm and uh, I started to rediscover this incredibly beautiful, magical place in Hong Kong. And it was just at the time that uh, my family were looking to find a new role for the farm in Hong Kong because it had been established as an agricultural aid center and there was no longer any real need for the kind of work that it had been doing. It coincided with a time when my family had hired consultants, in fact, to talk to the government, talk to the universities, and see if someone other than the family would take responsibility for the farm. The feeling was, as I said, that its day was more or less over. It was a beautiful uh, public park, uh, but not much beyond that. And I started meeting people there and meeting people at the Hong Kong University who were studying nearby. And it became abundantly clear that we could reinvent this place uh, with a new mission for nature conservation and education of how to turn this uh, beautiful place that was also a fairly conventional farm into uh, something that would really lead the way in terms of uh, environmental protection and education. And here you were a lad of 21, 22. Yeah, 24, 25. Yeah. Thrust yeah. into, you know, yeah. big yeah. role. And, yeah. But Kaduri, Kaduri Farm for me is one of my favorite top spots in Hong Kong. And um, I think it's truly an oasis 
not just for the uh, flora and the fauna, but for people as well. And, yeah. um, and it's an inspiration to, to visit the farm because when, when we say farm, it's a bit misleading. It's mm. more like visiting, mm. you know, the area, the mountains, the yeah. hills. Um, and it's a place of stunning beauty. And yeah. I've um, enjoyed many days up in, up, in, up in the farm and even going in amongst the water and, you know, the nooks and crannies and finding a small spot to meditate and truly is um, an amazing spot in Hong Kong. Initially with the development of the botanic gardens a lot of uh, plants were brought in from all around the world but one of the aspects of reinventing the mission was to focus on, on native species so with the different altitudes and the different slopes facing different directions you have a perfect place to grow all kinds of plants. I think we have um, at least half of all Hong Kong's plants, most of the ferns and orchids, many of which can't be found in the wild again. Huge butterfly colony, right? Well, we, we created a butterfly garden, so we planted nectar sources and food plants to attract particular species. But one thing that I find is really amazing is the mammal population. So a few people know that in Hong Kong, and even right there on the farm, you get wild boar, you get barking deer, porcupines, pangolins, macaques, tigers, no tigers, leopard cats, uh, slightly larger than a normal uh, domestic cat, uh, ferret badgers, uh, and so on. And they're all roaming in the wild, not just on the farm, but elsewhere oh, as well. Wow. Snakes, yeah, huge pythons. Just the other day, a pair of king cobras were spotted. And, and when that happens, um, you know, if it's, if, if it's a rare animal that we want to protect, then we will just make sure that it's uh, that the public can't get too close. We won't we won't highlight where they are, but we will make sure that the public yeah. is safe. But the interesting thing about the snakes is that I learned recently, when we release snakes, uh, all but one species scuttles away quickly, um, not wanting anything to do with humans. And can you guess which species doesn't? Bamboo pit viper. No, the uh, king cobra. Really? So apparently the king cobra will move away and quite often will just turn around and just hang about, you know, it's curious. They are known for being intelligent and in some cultures uh, are considered psychic. So there's something about the cobra. In fact, the cobra is uh, Lord Shiva's emblem, right? Yes. If you're a meditator and uh, there's a cobra in the vicinity, then that's very auspicious. It means you'll be enlightened when the mind becomes still something extraordinary reveals itself in the heart connected to everything all around. You know, the future is not going to be about uh, individuals taking the lead for everyone else. It's going to be about everyone stepping up. Um, Fully agreed. It's happening on a global scale. You know, this is, uh, at, and, and at the same time that uh, the challenges we face are global. So that's pretty unprecedented. You know, Absolutely. if our civilization collapses, we can't just uh, move somewhere else Absolutely. and create a new one. I mean, so every generation has felt that it's lived in the most important of times. This right. goes throughout history. But truly, the difference with this awakening now, this movement, is it's global. We have an unprecedented challenge with the collapse of our ecosystems. Mm -hmm. And hey, global warming is official now. Mm -hmm. It's already happened. It's not a question of when or if or what might. It's already happening. So we have this environmental collapse, this global crisis mm. happening. Mm. And at the same time, we have this awakening, mm. Mm. spiritual 
humanitarian ecological awakening. So you've got these two major global dynamic forces happening yeah. simultaneously. Yeah. This polarity, yeah. and I find this absolutely fascinating. Balance is a principle of the universe, and one of my favorite symbols is the yin-yang symbol. And what I find extraordinary about that symbol is that at the heart of the yin is the yang, and at the heart of the yang is the yin. So the more things, the more extreme things go in one direction, the more out of that will come its opposite. So I don't think it's an accident that at this no. time of global ecosystem collapse, as you say, uh, which is touching everybody, uh, there is also a kind of global awakening happening. So the old adage of think local, act global, has never been more true. Mm. We have to trust that there is uh, a deep wisdom behind what is going on and align ourselves with that wisdom. Trust. Mm. You hit on one of my three favorite words in the English language. Trust, yeah. trust, trust. Uh -huh. Those are my three favorite words. Okay, yes. You touched on trust. Trust is the foundation of everything I do. The reason I wake up in the morning is because I have this deep-rooted, innate trust that's within me. Yeah. And that's been my guiding compass yeah. throughout the last 25 years. Yeah. What do you think of the um, GSC pudding? Very good. And I particularly like the fact that the uh, coconut nectar is quite subtle. Mm. One of the other caps or hats you wear is that of a poet. I see you trapped between the fires of love and multiple desires. You cannot hide, you cannot flee. So turn around and come to me. I am the essence of the flame, without form and without name. I am the moon, I am the sun, I am the presence of the one. Forever have you bent in fear, neglecting that which is so near. It goes unseen, it goes unheard, it is the silence of the word. The force which manifests the world awaits within to be unfurled. In letting go, you let it loose, removing your head from the noose. Embracing something else instead, you rouse the living and the dead. And standing firm upon the earth, fulfill the purpose of your birth. It might be a little bit like a caterpillar that becomes a chrysalis. You know, we have a kind of breakdown happening, and I think that's what happens when a when a caterpillar becomes a chrysalis, there's a kind of breakdown of the cells and nothing seems to be going on. It's a caterpillar becomes, a, becomes a, a chrysalis. And then the chrysalis becomes a butterfly. And butterfly, yeah. Oh, okay. We haven't got to that part yet. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, it's been wonderful having you. Thank you, Bobsy. Delighted to be here. Again.